Welcome to the Overflow Podcast, formerly the Christ Sees You Podcast. My name is Ian Warner. I'm one of the pastors here at Cottage Grove Church in Des Moines, Iowa. As promised, I wanted to get into how to love your neighbor. Now, I just want to give some practical things that you can do. Summer, summer is a wonderful time to meet people. It's hard to meet people in the wintertime, let's be real. Wintertime, everybody's tied up in their house. People don't want to go outside as much. People aren't as happy, they're miserable because it's wintertime, depressed. But in the summertime, people are excited to be outside and um, it's a great time to follow through with the Great Commandment. So I'll start off reading the Great Commandment. Um, Matthew 22 says, And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the Great Commandment. This is, this is the Great and First Commandment. And the second like, is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, when we look at this, half of what scripture is teaching is love your neighbor. I think what gets emphasized more so in the American church is loving God. How do we do that? We come to church, praise him, we worship him, we learn about him, we study his word. All that stuff's good. When it comes to the loving your neighbor, how that tends to be emphasized is in connection group, which is great, but it's also in loving the people who are very similar to us. Where this gets trickier is when we all have to step outside the box of what we're comfortable with, what we know, and love those people. And depending on where you live, um, you know, I, I live right here in the Drake neighborhood. This is a unique neighborhood in that it's ethnically diverse, but it's also socioeconomically diverse in you'll have a $300,000 house right beside apartment buildings with refugees in it. You'll have, you know, a boarded up house right beside a, a really expensive, like it's just, there's not a lot of neighborhoods that are like this. But because of that, there is, there's just a different, there's a different energy, there's a different buzz. And I think uh, it really teaches you and pushes you to get outside your comfort zone and meeting people, those meeting those who are around you. But I want to get into some practical things on how to love your neighbor. First one is like one of the most practical, and that is to sit on the porch. And if you don't have a porch, build one. It's worth, it's worth, like it's a kingdom investment. That's how I'm looking at that. It's a kingdom investment to build a porch or to have some way that you can sit in a place around your house where people walk by a lot, people walk dogs and all that stuff. People walking their babies and walking with a stroller, walk by. You can meet them. You can say, what's up? Introduce yourself, get to know them, get their phone numbers. That is huge. It's huge. To be able to, to do that is one of the simplest ways to, you don't have to be a crazy extrovert. It could just be, you sit out there, even if you're introverted, and every time someone walks by, you just say hi. And after enough time of, of saying hi to the same people, eventually you ask, oh man, where do you live? And you get, and it just, it will naturally flow. Or maybe even, you're lucky and the other person is extroverted and they can just naturally lead the conversation. Who knows? But by having a porch, you put yourself in a position to do this. The other thing that's really key here is when you want to love your neighbors, focus on the relationship first. I think because we know we're all called to evangelize, there can be this weird pressure where you feel like I have to, I have to share the gospel with someone the first conversation I have. I have to get deep into my sin. But that's not, that's not a natural way that we get to know people. Now, obviously you have some friends that you've known for years that you can just, every time you talk to them, you just get right to the gospel. But for someone you're just meeting, 
It would be like meeting someone for the first time and asking them about their sex life or asking them how much money they make. That's just not something you do. You only do that once there's a relationship. Focus on just knowing them. Focus on just being with them. We are great in this country at the doing. You give someone a to-do list, they'll knock it out. But you tell someone, hey, just be. And this is, this is preaching to myself just as much as anybody else. You tell someone, just be with them. Just be. Just be. Exist. Be around them. You don't have to do anything or accomplish anything. And being with someone is enough to build that relationship. When you focus on the relationship first, it will open the door for opportunities to bring the gospel. One last example is understanding that it's a two-way street. One of the key ways you know that you do not have a friendship with someone is if things do not go both ways. True friendships, they pay for food. Sometimes you pay for food. You go to their house, they come to your house. You help them, they help you. It just, there's a natural ebb and flow. Now, obviously in different seasons, maybe you help them more and more and more in one season. They help you more in another season. It can, like you're not, the point I'm saying is that you're not necessarily keeping score, but if you have a relationship with someone and every single time they call you and ask for help or you call them and ask for help, that's not a friendship. That's you just helping somebody. To get there, especially when you're in a socioeconomically diverse neighborhood is hard because it's very easy in this country to say, Someone who has more money can help me. But we don't see that someone who has less money still has God-given talents. God has still equipped them in ways that you just may not even know because maybe you never asked them. So when you understand this is a two-way street, you're no longer just seeing it as, okay, I'm going out to help these people. This is where churches get this wrong all the time. And seeing ministering to other people outside their walls as we have to give something to you instead of being like, no, let's find ways to be Yes, we're going to give something to you, but we're also going to call you to give something as well. We're going to, like, how often is it that someone comes to the church in need and we encourage them to serve? That's just not what we do. But yet, if someone's not in need, someone is financially in a good spot, we want them to serve. That's, that is discipleship. We're, we're wanting them to take their next step in following Jesus. And for them, that might look like serving the body of Christ. So we encourage them to do it. But the person who is poor might need to do that as well. That might be the next step for them, that they need to get outside of themselves and their own problems, their own things going on and realizing that God has equipped them to be able to give. God has equipped them to serve his kingdom. So it's a two-way street. So I just want to review three quick things. How to love your neighbor. Invest in a porch or if you already have one, sit on it. Easy. Two, relationships first. Relationship, then get to the gospel. And if you get to the gospel, don't just do it once. Web the gospel into everything. Being a Christian is not something you just talk about every now and then. Just like how having a family, you don't just talk about it every now and then. It's who you are. It's just a part of you. It comes up naturally. And then lastly, it's a two-way street. True friendships are not just a person handing out something to the other person. There's back and forth. There's reciprocity. That's it. Three simple things you can do to love your neighbor. And I want to be clear here. When I'm talking about your neighbor, I'm not talking about everybody in your city everybody in the world, everybody in the country, you could consider and make an argument that those people are your neighbor. I'm talking about the people who actually live right beside you, right around you, whoever lives right around you that you don't know. Go trying these things, put them into play. Do everything you can to know that person, to love that person, to talk to that person about what Jesus is doing in your life. Live in a way that is so God-like, that's so holy that they cannot help but want to follow the same master you have. Peace and love, Cottage Grove.